This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We are going to talk about a big event that took place last week on on Friday in Saturday. Uh, on Saturday. That's right in uh, in Indianapolis, and in fact, happened sort of all across the uh, the nation. And it was the Women's March on Washington, the sister rally here in Indianapolis. About seven or 8,000 people attended this big event. And we're going to talk with one of the folks who helped put it together and one of the participants in the event today. Uh, and we have Keith Potts with us, who was uh, one of the organizers, uh, organizers of the event. Keith, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us. And then we also have Ginny Kakasula. Did I say that right? Yes. I got it right. Yes. Thank you for having <laughs> me. You were a participant me. in the uh in the event. So uh, thanks for being with us as well. Great, thanks. So Keith, tell us a little bit about what the event was and why you decided it was a good event to put together. So there was a, an event planned in Washington, D.C. called the Women's March on Washington, uh, set for the day after inauguration. And it was in direct response to, uh, unfortunately, the threat on uh, women's rights as human rights and the detriment that uh, the incoming president and uh, incoming Congress uh, would pose to the gains that we've made over the last uh, several decades with regard to women's rights. And once uh, people realized they couldn't make it over to D.C., we decided to start uh, organizing some sister marches and rallies throughout the country. And in fact, throughout the world, uh, there were nearly 400 uh, events happening around the world, including one on every continent, including Antarctica even. And uh, we were very excited to see such a great turnout because we, the thing that was important to us here in Indianapolis and we saw with all of the rallies and marches is that this wasn't a protest, it was a demonstration. We wanted to show that uh, the idea of women's rights as human rights is not an obscure um, 
metaphor for anything, but rather a real tangible idea. And there are real people behind it, not just politicians in Washington. Jenny, you were a participant in this event. Why did you decide it was something you wanted to be a part of? Uh, well, I'm pretty politically active anyway. Um, so when I heard the event was happening in Washington, I wish I could have gone to Washington, uh, but that wasn't in the cards for me. So I decided to go and check out the event downtown. Um, honestly, it blew me away. I've been to several protests um, or demonstrations, and there's just never been a turnout that I've seen that was like what I saw that day. Um, I even got there an hour early, and I got a nice, like, platform, so I was raised above, and I could see the crowds just on both sides of me, and um, it just gave me so much energy, and I think that what was the best for me was just how peaceful it was, and, you know, one of the unity principles of the women's march is nonviolence, and I think it really says something that 2.6 million people went out that day and that there wasn't a single arrest um, there wasn't any type of you know barrel fires or, or anything like that it was completely peaceful um, just women out there and men um, children and everyone just talking about kind of what what do we do next how do we make sure that we don't take us back you know what the gains that we've made how do we make sure that we keep those gains and that we don't uh, lose the possibility of uh, future progress okay Keith help me understand how you put together a rally of this size because one that I guess would be somewhat comparable from an attendance standpoint was the Franklin Gra Graham rally that they had earlier this year that's a lot of people seven eight thousand people in one place like you know, you don't just tell people show up and they show up. You had to put some stuff together to make this happen. What was the, the behind the scenes like? Absolutely. We had a great team uh, led by Terry Seiler uh, helping to put the rally together uh, in addition to the organizers of the D.C. March that they provided us with some resources uh, to put on this sister rally. And we utilized social media. That was our biggest tool. Uh, utilizing social media, reaching out to activism organizations, to political organizations. And there was so much word of mouth, people getting excited. We have buses coming in from Bloomington. And in terms of the logistics behind it, we had originally thought we would get maybe one or 2,000 people, and we had planned to have a small uh, demonstration inside of the State House. And then it grew to about three or 4,000 people. So we moved to the South Lawn of the State House. Then it grew even larger than that. So we decided to go to the new West Side Plaza on the side of the State House, which was the perfect venue. We had some great uh, DJs and bands uh, donate some of their equipment for the day uh, so that everybody, all those thousands of people, could hear the great messages being uh, spread out by our uh, diverse lineup of speakers. We're going to take a quick pause and hear from our underwriters. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317 858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 
3189 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Again, the program is Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall is my name. We're uh, talking about the Women's March on Washington, the sister rally that was held uh, in Indianapolis on Saturday. We have uh, Keith Potts, who's one of the organizers of the rally, and then Jenny Kakasulov. I got it right again. Yeah, <laughs> with us, who was a, par- a participant in the, the rally. Um, Jenny, from a woman's perspective, what is your concern with, because this is about Trump, right? I mean, when you get down to the nuts and um, bolts of it or no? Well, I think it has to do with congressional Republicans as well, and it's sort of what the agenda is. And uh, for me, my big issue is the ACA. I'm going to just get over just a little bit to your... Yeah, there you go. Okay, Perfect. sorry. Thank you. Um, for me, the, the repeal of the ACA is sort of my big issue. Um, I've written a lot about this particular issue because it's something that I think uh, a lot of people don't realize how many people are going to lose their insurance if we repeal health care without having anything to replace it with. And um, that would be my number one issue. Also, reproductive rights. I feel like this is an economic issue for women. Um, it's not just about uh, a choice. It's about the, the number one issue, the number one economic issue most people will ever face is when to start a family. And so for me, reproductive choice is is very important. Um, And this really comes down to not just these issues, these are all economic issues. When we talk about workplace discrimination, for example, um, how if your resume has, you know, Jamal instead of Jason, how, you know, you might be passed over in this particular instance, or perhaps you're discriminated against um, and housing for, for who you love, or um, all of these come down to essentially economic issues for everyone. So I just want to make sure to to make that point that it's not just, you know, a, a bunch of pet issues that people are out there about. These actually hit our pocketbooks at the end of the day. Are you more concerned, because Trump has been pretty open. I think he actually came out and said that same-sex marriage is a settled issue from the court when one interview has had a lot of friends over the years in in those sort of communities. Are you more concerned about, I guess I'll start with you, Keith, and maybe tackle what Jenny said. Are you more concerned about Governor Pence and his history, or is it Trump himself and his policies? We've already seen in the first few days of President Trump's uh, tenure that he intends to deliver as much as he can on his campaign promises. And the promises that uh, I remember are putting uh, Supreme Court justices that would have or would continue to oppose marriage equality should, it, should any facet of it come up again, or put legislation forth that would punish a woman for exercising her right to bodily autonomy. So it's a matter of... Um, what President Trump promised throughout the campaign, the legislation that we've seen Vice President Pence as our governor here in Indiana put forth. And it's a matter of the rhetoric utilized by the congressional Republicans demonizing women and individuals for uh, living their lives as they see fit. Well, if if I could add to that, um, I think that most of us would like to see um, 
progress in that area as far as adding LGBT to uh, the Civil Rights Act. You know, that's still not a protected category of people. And there were ways that the federal government under Obama could address that issue through the Department of Education, for example. Um, they were able to add that as a protected category so that students in public schools had to follow certain uh, criteria, and I'm, I'm referring to bathrooms here, um, to be specific about it. But these are things that Trump will likely roll back immediately, I expect. Uh, I, in full disclosure, interviewed Trump during the primary. I interviewed Gary Johnson uh, after the primary. We interviewed a lot of Clinton supporters. We're very fair on this show. We like we liked here all sides. And meeting Trump was one of the few people that got to interview Trump. Did, seemed like a nice guy. I mean, what what's is there a specific policy or policies he's put forward? Because there seems like there's a lot of anger. Like there wasn't maybe near the anger when President Obama won, even though Republicans were concerned. What policy or policies, and you've laid out a couple of them here, but do, do you believe he has bad intentions or he's just misguided? Well, I actually have a list. Oh, perfect. That's great. <laughs> wonderful. So in addition to the ACA, um, I also know that he has proposed um, for his budget uh, cuts to violence against women grants. Uh, he would eliminate the Office of Community-Oriented Policing. Uh, minority small business office. He'd prioritize public broadcasting, which, um, you know, I listen to NPR daily, and I don't like the idea that um, they wouldn't necessarily, that they would need to rely on um, profits as opposed to being funded by the public. Uh, the National Endowments for the Arts and Humanities, the Office for Energy Efficiency and Renewables. Uh, we'd stop funding the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. We'd shut down the office that works on improving our electric grid. I have several more here, but I'll stop because, I, you know, I'm not going to say that everybody who went down to that march has a list of policy grievances like I do. Um, I think that they maybe have one or two things that they really care about. Um, but the way that I see it is that this is progress being rolled back. These are, these are issues that we made progress on that now we stand to lose. And so for me, that's why, you know, I am part of this movement. Keith? Just... Uh whether it was yesterday or the day before, President Trump signed an executive order um, bringing back a, what was called a gag order, which uh, prohibited federal funding from going to family planning programs that we have in relationships with uh, over 170 other countries. And that includes the International Planned Parenthood Foundation that allows uh, families, women uh, around the world, access to the family planning needs uh, that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. That is something that uh, is imperative to have here in America and as a world leader to encourage and to uh, help uh, people have access to around the world. And that is a thing that we have already seen happen. That is a tangible change that uh, is unacceptable. We've seen uh, in the last eight years under President Barack Obama, as that funding has stayed there, the rates of teen pregnancy have dropped, the rates of abortion have dropped because people have access to the proper family planning resources. And cutting off those resources is only going to make the situation worse. Is that the biggest, and this will go to both of you, is that the biggest problem we have in this country as it relates to the abortion issue is that maybe in some level we're speaking the same language but we're not or we're trying to say the same thing but we're not speaking the same language that people see your side and they say well you guys are for abortion you say no we're not we we just have different ways about going about it or are we not on the same planet on on the issue well if i may i'd like to not call it the abortion issue 
this is women's reproductive health that we're discussing. This isn't something that I think, uh, especially in a panel where it's two men and one woman, I don't think uh, we necessarily need to be uh, the strongest voices in the room. Uh, everybody has the right to bodily autonomy, and that includes their right not to have an abortion, their right to choose what to do with their body, but nobody has the right to tell anybody else what they can or cannot do. It's not a matter of pro-life and pro-choice, it's anti-choice and pro-choice. But I'll uh, hand it over to Jenny, because I'm sure she has many thoughts um, on this. You know, I don't think that it's just that we're um, just missing each other on the issue. I think there are genuine uh, disagreements on how we move forward on it. Um, there are concerted efforts in states across the country to reduce access to abortion and defunding Planned Parenthood is just one part of that. Even though Planned Parenthood doesn't technically fund abortions, um, you know, they're still part of that. And if you defund their entire operation and make it impossible for them to operate because, uh, um, you know, you pull these funds away, then you're taking away that service, that abortion service. Right now, I think we only have two providers in Indiana that provide abortions. So um, it's about access and it's about states that are taking actions to reduce access to abortion. Unfortunately, I don't believe that that's going to, to go away um, now with so many state legislatures, I believe 33 of them are controlled by Republicans who um, haven't been really kind towards women's reproductive rights. We're going to take a quick pause and hear from our underwriters. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. We're talking about a big event that took place here in Indianapolis on Saturday. It was the Women's March on Washington's sister rally here in Indianapolis. Keith Potts with us, who was one of the organizers of the event, and uh, Jenny Kakasulov, who uh, participated in the event. And three Was it three of them? Is that three, one in Indianapolis? Where else? No, oh. I, you got my name right three oh, times. Oh, three in a row. I was like, okay. <laughs> no. well, I told Jenny before the event, I said, that is going to be my goal to, to make sure I get that name pronounced right. So I feel like I'm doing a, a pretty good uh, pretty good job. Sorry. Well, anytime there's a, a rally or an event where people come together, they're trying to have their message heard, they want someone to hear what they're saying. And if you were to sit down, both of you, with President Trump one-on-one, -on -one, if you had an opportunity to spend five or ten minutes with him and take that collective voice that we heard in Indianapolis and across the nation this uh, this past weekend, what what would you say to him? Because obviously you want to enact change or further policies that are they're going forward. Keith, we'll start with you. Human rights are just that. They're rights that we innately have as humans. Uh, we are endowed by our creator, the, the, the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we need to ensure that no piece of legislation infringes any American's 
uh, rights or any American's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When uh, legislation is passed that is limiting women's access to health care, that is forcing our criminal justice systems to imprison people uh, at rates that we've never seen before. Women's imprisonment has been uh, grow has grown at a rate of 700 uh, percent since the 80s. We see systems in place that uh, are not working for everyone, and Donald Trump has in the past. Uh, taken advantage of those systems for his personal betterment and his personal profit and his personal gain. And I ask that uh, he think about everyone, not just himself. There are a lot of people in this country and a lot of people and pretty much everyone is uh, worse off than he is. So um, he needs to make sure that everyone gets the opportunity to live that American dream. Jenny? Um, <clears throat> I'd say um, when in doubt, seek Obama. I think that um, Obama could be a very good advisor to him. And I think that Trump knows that he doesn't know what he doesn't know, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that he is willing to um, listen to the advice of people around him, even people who are not necessarily Republicans. And, you know, if I may pay Donald Trump a compliment, that's one of the things that um, I see as a positive about him is that he is not just a strict partisan. And I think that he is willing to listen to other viewpoints as long as they're presented to him. And I don't think there's a better person who's been in a position to do that than Obama. So one of the things I mistakes Republicans made when President Obama was elected, and it really showed, I think, when he ran for reelection, because he did very well while other Democrats across the nation struggled was they didn't understand why the people voted for him voted for him and there were good merits to a lot of the people who voted for him a lot of times it was policy issues and i i am concerned if we're ever going to come together as a nation we have to understand why people who disagree with us did what they did can you understand why a, a steel worker in pennsylvania or uh you know a, an auto worker in detroit michigan might have felt concern in this nation and, and voted for donald trump because again i think the republicans made a huge mistake and that's why we couldn't come together was a lot of people didn't understand why people voted for president obama can you guys understand i'll let you each kind of address this and jenny we'll start with you why somebody would vote for donald trump yeah, I think you kind of had a reverse effect here. Um, in 2009, I think you kind of had a lot of people who really didn't expect the election of Barack Obama, and it kind of awakened them out of their complacency, like, wow, you know, the whole, we need to take our country back. Like, it really energized people. And I think you kind of had a similar thing here. Like, personally, um, after the grabbing them by the comment, I really thought that that was the nail in his coffin. I'm like, there's no way decent Americans are going to vote Trump in after that. So, you know, I was part of that crowd who was pretty surprised on election day, the day after ele the election, um, finding that he, he won. And I think you have a similar kind of effect going on is people are kind of being awakened by that. And they're like, you know, how is it that 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 happened. And so people are starting to look a little bit deeper at those sort of issues that, that maybe we were overlooking before, or at least overlooking the extent to which they were really impacting um, a large group of people. Keith? I personally don't understand why anyone would vote for Donald Trump, but the thing that I saw uh, between the two conventions, the Democratic and Republican conventions this summer, that to me was the defining difference between the two uh, candidates for president. When Hillary Clinton accepted the nomination, she said, uh, I accept the nomination, and when we work together, 
we will make this country as strong as it can be. Donald Trump, on the other hand, said, I alone can fix it. And when people hear that someone is going to fix something for them without them having to do anything, they are happy to jump onto that train. But now he made a promise that Mexico is going to pay for a border wall. And when he has signed the executive order today, it's going to be American taxpayers who are paying for that wall. When he said he's going to drain the swamp, he filled his cabinet with representatives from Goldman Sachs and ExxonMobil. So for anybody... Uh, who is a listener here or anybody who voted for him thinking he's going to benefit the working people, they unfortunately uh, didn't pay close enough attention to his track record. He has spent a career stiffing people out of their money, out of their hard-earned labor, uh, and uh, out of the work that they've done simply by, at the end of the job, saying, it's not what I wanted, so I'm not going to pay for it, but he keeps it anyway. I think we're in for a rude awakening uh, with regard to the American worker and the working class moving forward. Um, these regulations that are getting cut are going to benefit the top 1% and not uh, your average uh, working class worker. And I think the, on the flip side of it, uh, progressives and Democrats have a lot of work to do to specify and clarify what our messaging is. I believe that uh, Democrats and progressives have the right message for working class voters, but we need to figure out how to get it across to say that uh, when we work together, that's what's better for us. One person alone fixing it isn't possible and won't ever happen. So that leads to my next question. You obviously did a great job organizing people at the, the rally in Indianapolis and then obviously what we saw across the nation. Jenny mentioned this. You saw something similar with the Tea Party movement that came about in 2009 and then electorally in 2010. What is the message? I mean, the the Tea Party sort of coalesced around a message of bigger government and, you know, that sort of thing. Jenny sort of simplified it as taking our country back. Um, <laughs> is there a coalescing message for Democrats across the country or independents across the country? Um and if so, what is it? If I had to specify, I would say we won't go back. We're not going to go back to a time where um, women had to harm themselves in order to take care of their reproductive needs, where uh, people of the LGBT community were getting diagnosed with uh, unfortunate and life-threatening diseases because they had to hide and privatize who they are. We're not going back to a time where immigrants uh, have to hide in the shadows simply because uh, they're, they're in fear of being deported. We're not going back to a time when uh, minorities and people of color are going to be treated differently or more harshly simply because of what they look like. Jenny? I think what matters really is the direction that we're headed and uh, sort of the calls to action. Um, yes, that's a, that's a good message. Um, but I think at the end of the day, there are specific policies and, and goals that we're going to have. And um, I know the larger movement, the national movement, has calls to action going out every 10 days. Um, so what I would encourage people to do is go to Indiana Voters. Dot com. Make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure that people you know are registered to vote. Uh, we are trying to organize. Actually, Keith can probably speak to Hoosiers for Action better than I can. Uh, but visit the Facebook page. Um, there will be calls to action there, I'm sure. Um, make sure that you know your uh, contact representatives for your, your House district and your Senate district, um, your Congress and your senators. Um, know who those contacts are because you're going to be called on to call to call on them um, over the next several months and probably four years. Another valuable lesson, and I want to kind of close with this and get your thoughts on this. Another valuable lesson I think Republicans 
hopefully learned uh, in their time dealing with President Obama and the nation was you can't just be a party of no, you have to have some ideas. And I think that was a lot of the conflict. And people ultimately chose, I think, President Obama's side when he ran for re-election, um, which is an interesting dichotomy. The Republicans won twice during the midterms and President Obama re-elected. But you have to be the party of, of ideas and you have to have more than just no. What could President Trump do over the next four years that you would say he's done a good job? What does that look like for you? If Let's just say the roles were reversed and it was President Clinton, but we're going to put President Trump in there. What would you say at the end of four years, this has been a, a good job? At the end of four years, the, the key word that I want to see is progress. I want us to see, I, I want to see us moving forward uh, with regard to our civil rights, our human rights, women's rights, immigrant rights, um, rights for people with disabilities, religious minorities, not this uh, incessant um, helicopter parenting style of getting into the day-to-day -day lives of individual people, but rather allowing people to live freely without persecution, without the government um, getting into uh, the details of everybody's day-to-day -day lives. And uh, just because Jenny mentioned it, I want to uh, talk briefly about Hoosiers for Action, a new political action committee uh, that I'm the events director uh, with. Um, and it's you can find us at HoosiersforAction.com as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hoosiers for Action, uh, where we're going to build a database and send out bi-weekly action emails with tangible things to do uh, to reach out to your representatives to call the activism networks and things that people can do every day in order to see this progress that we are hoping... Um, then that we are optimistic that uh, could potentially happen under our 45th president. Jenny? Well, I'd say first, I don't actually agree you have to have ideas to win back <clears throat> legislatures or uh, presidencies, because if I'm being honest, I don't feel like that's why Republicans won. I feel like they won on a complete platform of opposition and saying no. Um, and I think the ACA is a perfect illustration of that, because here they have the, you know, the platform now to tell us their ideas, and they don't have any. So... Uh, I feel like Democrats could, if they wanted to, do nothing and just wait for Dem for Republicans to shoot themselves in the foot eventually. This is just the way government works. The pendulum swings back and forth. Um, that being said, I would prefer that we come to the table with ideas. And I think that there are lots of ideas. For example, reforming the ACA as opposed to replacing it with some as yet undefined plan. Um, I think that we should start moving towards adding LGBT as a protected category to the Civil Rights Act. Again, I'm not optimistic about these things with the current makeup of government, but um, if I had to present ideas, these are a couple that I would start with. Guys, you've been great guests. Anything you want to add before we uh, wrap up the show today? Uh, coming after what Jenny just said, expanding... Uh, the Equal Rights Amendment and a new Equal Rights Amendment to cover uh, gender identity, sexual orientation, things like that. And g going along with that idea of progress I mentioned earlier, we want to expand rights, not limit them. And I feel like many of the laws that are in the pipeline uh, with our Republican Congress are about limiting people's rights rather than expanding them. And the bills that are being presented from the Democratic pipeline are all about expansion of those rights and embracing the diversity of the, of the, the melting pot of America um, that we are and that uh, is emblazoned on the bottom of our Statue of Liberty. 
Um, I would just say that, you know, this movement is, isn't going to get very far if we're just against Trump. We have to have um, some ideas and um, some suggestions for what we want to see coming forward. And I think that uh, we encourage everybody to just, you know, if this concerns you, to get involved. Well, don't forget, if you miss any part of today's conversation, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You just search Central Indiana Today, and you can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet anytime you want, totally free of charge. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317 244 7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child 
can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.